0: Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. I was going to say, this has absolutely nothing to do with my message, which I have occasionally done that, but it's good to start the new year off with that. So, on Friday... About 5 o'clock on Friday afternoon, my watch, which I have a smartwatch, which is kind of cool. I never thought I would like it, but several months ago, I had an opportunity to get this up, get this for a fairly reasonable price. And so I have this smartwatch. watch, and it, at about 5 o'clock, it, it buzzes me. And, and this is what it says. It says, Steve, your move and exercise rings, which is those little colored rings, if you have one that tell you how much exercise or how much activity you've had for the day, it says your move and exercise rings are usually farther along by now. <laughs> Find some time to be active today. And I, my thought was, you know what, watch, you're not that smart, because early that morning, I went to the gym and I ran five and a half miles, but guess what? I did not have my smartwatch on, and it didn't know. It, it had no clue that I had done that. So I, I found myself even like wanting to talk to it, to tell it, now wait a minute. <laughs> and then I realized, what am I doing? <laughs> Trying to interact with a piece of equipment. It's like, good thing my wife wasn't around to, although I heard her last night, now, I don't want to go off on this, but I, she was in the other room watching uh, HGTV or something, and I heard her talking to the TV. <laughs> and, and, she would say, no, it needs to be pink, or not in that bathroom, or whatever it was. <laughs> so we're all, we're all probably guilty occasionally of, of, of something fun like that, right? <laughs> so how do I make something of this? Oh, sometimes we forget to clu- include God in our activities. I can come up with something, too. <laughs> because I didn't include that in my activity that day, but you know we do that some days. We go out of the house, and we go get busy and do our stuff, and we all, and at the end of the day, we're like, oh man, I'm so exhausted and all that, and God's like, hey, Mm -hmm. you forgot me today. It's like, so anyway, wrap that all up. I wanted to share just a quick testimony, because I like testimonies. Out of tragedy, God can even begin to do good things, and I know as a um, most of you know that recently I accepted to, uh, to be a cha- the chaplain for the Lacey Police Department and had a call that, that I went out on, and um, I would t- say, as a church, you guys may not know this, but I want to share this with you. We, as a church, did a follow-up <laughs> with this family, very tragic event um, all of a sudden, there's, you know, if you have a, in your family, and some of you experience this, where you're living life and you have a great family, and you're young family, and all of a sudden, one of the, when all of a sudden, dad's gone, he's dead. That's tragic. You're in your mid-thirties, life seems to be going well. Boom, death hits. What do you do? And that was a, a, a challenge for me even to go in, but I just felt like as we were, I told my wife, this is something God's just given me a burden to continue to kind of follow up with this family. And um, so we had an opportunity because I, I found out that the, the daughter was turning 13 two weeks ago, 13th birthday, and mom was still dealing with just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, if you've ever dealt with issues like this and there's a lot of red tape and a lot of paperwork and just things don't go well and she was in a place where she didn't have the resources to even get groceries and things were just, it was tough. So we felt like we need to, as City Life Church, we need to, we need to bless this family and, and uh, Jane said, I don't, you know what, we need to do something for this 13-year-old girl's birthday. And I said, And so and I asked the mom, hey, is there anything that she would like? And she just said, well, and she she mentioned a a particular store, which is a a mostly women shop type of uh, perfumes and all that stuff. And I said, well, I know. So Jane says, let me handle this. And I believe (laughs) it's good good, because I wasn't going to do this. But here's the cool thing. The Holy Spirit spoke to my wife and said, this is what you need to get. The amazing thing, and it has these certain colors and stuff that were a part of this. We walk into the house. The girl is sitting there in the chair. She's wearing a shirt that's identical color to the shade of the colors that Jane had picked in this, these gifts. And Yeah, and we look, and Jane taps me and she goes, look. And we look up on the wall in the dining room. All of the decorations are that color. And she says, as she's opening, and her mom's sitting there bawling, she says, this is my favorite color. And just the expression and the thanks and the thankfulness to our church for reaching out to a family who's in tragedy in our community, that, and they don't know anybody. They have no family around, and they were new into the community and so forth. Just a testimony of just a little of what we can do that we can do to touch the lives of people and who knows where that will end up going but at this point it's just it's just that's the heart of God that's the heart of God I um as I was preparing for this year going in and saying God what is it you wanting to do what is it you're wanting to do and came up with for for a season just this simple message that uh, you may have seen when you walked into the front there. Believe the message, be the message. And we're gonna get there. But this morning, I, last Tuesday, when I was just praying and going through this stuff, I just the Lord gave me a scripture. And then I, he started talking to me about this scripture. And I felt like this is a word for today, specifically for whoever's here today, And this is a a fresh word, and it's a word that I believe that God wants to use to build some uh, faith, some trust, some confidence, some hope in the Lord in certain areas of your life. I want to read this first verse, and then I want to pray, and then talk about it just for a few moments. Isaiah 43, 19. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Lord, I pray this morning as we dive into your word and we see what it is you're wanting to do today, that you want to speak to hearts today. You want to touch lives today. You want to build hope and confidence and faith in your people. We thank you, God, that you have given us your word. And we receive it today. Let it go deep into our hearts. And let us not just hear it, but receive it and, and be doers of your word as well. Amen. In your name we ask. Amen. 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 And this scripture was really uh, regarding the destruction of Babylon and the restoration of Israel. And, so, and I don't want to talk about all that. But God is basically comes on the scene and he tells them, he said, I've done all these incredible things for you. I have created dry land in the, uh, in the midst of the Red Sea to allow my people to cross. And I've done these and I've buried the enemy, all the chariots and the, the warriors and uh, of the Egyptians and the horses, all that stuff, they've, they've all been buried and those are great things. But forget all that, God's saying, because I'm about to do something greater than that. Amen. And so this is where it leads right up to this scripture. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Now, when you read this verse, if you can put this verse up, what is it that you see when you look at this verse? What are you focusing on when you quickly just kind of go through this verse? So maybe some of you went to that last part that you saw words like, wilderness, dry wasteland? Maybe, because it depends on kind of where you're at right now. Maybe you saw the words, something new, Cindy said. Do you feel like you were lost in a wilderness and don't know where to go? Or maybe in a desert with no hope of life, no hope of it's, it's dry, it's, you need an oasis, you need something. It, it, you need, there's nothing refreshing at all where you're at right now? Turn. Go ahead and shut. take that scripture off for a second. So without you looking at it, how many of you saw four promises? One person? Uh, this is not criticism. Criticizing you, but when you look at things, sometimes we look at it, and the things that pop out are the things that you know we we identify with quickly. But sometimes we miss the promises. You can put it back up there. I am is a promise. I have is a promise. I will is a promise, and I will is a promise. There's four promises there. I am about to do. God doesn't say stuff unless he's going to do it. Yes. Absolutely, fact. He says, I am about to do something new. I have already begun. That's a promise. I have already begun. You don't know this, maybe, but he's already begun in you That's right. that new thing. There's something he's already begun already begun. Do you not see it? There's time we don't see it, do we? Because we're buried in the wilderness. We're buried in the desert. We don't see it. Our situation, it's hard. We can't see it. But if we can rise above that and look at the promises, because those promises are what we really need to pattern in our life and look at those things, because if we don't, and if we just look at the things that are burying us, we, we are going to miss what God has for us. I am, I have, I will, I will. And, and those are the things that we need to, we need to continue to, to speak those things when we're looking at a verse in the Bible like this verse and find out what are those things. We know that, <laughs> that God created the tropical islands with all the lush fruit and the and the cool breeze and the hammocks and all that. I mean, that's easy to see that that God created that and we love it. But do you know that the same God created the wilderness? He created the desert, the dry wasteland? He created all of that. Oh, for whatever reason, we don't like some of his creation, do we? <laughs> probably both in the natural and the spiritual in a sense, because in the natural, some people hate the desert. But apparently, there are some people that love the desert, which is okay. But in most cases in our life, we don't like the desert when it comes to things that are happening, circumstances. The way from Babylon to Canaan, the way from Egypt to Canaan, took them through what? The dry wasteland. They went through the desert. But God sustained them through that time because they were going through that to get to something. But there was a sustenance from God that, that happened in there. He provided them everything they needed. The same power that created a dry path in the Red Sea, that same power can create a river in the middle of a desert. That's right. it's, it's, it's the same power. It's the same God. So whether you're in a wilderness or in a wasteland or a desert, there is an I am, and he already started working, and he will. He will, and we need to grab a hold of that. Seemingly impossible situations became overwhelmingly possible. We see this. And there may be a sea of water (laughs) in your life. Or a, or a dry desert, someplace where you're at. But whatever it is, God can turn it into a situation that will fulfill his, what his will is for your life. Amen. He can take anything and make it into what he's created. He allows us to go through these things. He allows us to be in these places because we, we don't like it. But we learn to trust him, don't we? We learn, either, we, either it blows us off our foundation, which we quickly realize maybe we're not on a firm foundation, so we need to shore that up. There's, there's, the winds blow, adversity comes, and it tests us. We always like to think that it's the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the devil. Yeah. Have you ever thought maybe God's involved in some of these things? Yeah. He's, he'll never leave you or forsake you. He's got us in the palm of his hand. Amen. He didn't create you to crush you. Right. He created you to bless you, to prosper you, to see you, your life multiply, to bless other people. That's God's heart. Amen. Well, listen to this is something that the Lord gave me in regards to this that I think is very powerful. I believe that God uses our challenging situations to actually to bury the enemy. I know I, I, I had to think about that for a moment. When you are going into the new thing that God has for you, when you, when you are going into that, that wall of water is still there. Because think, think about the children of Israel going through the, the Red Sea. They're going on dry land. There's a huge wall of water on both sides. And don't tell me that they weren't a little fearful of that wall of water. They're walking on dry land, and that's pretty cool, and that's a miracle in itself. And as we are, God is leading us into a new path and he's taking us a new direction, but there's the unknown, and we look on either side and we see that wall of water in our life and it it does create fear. That water could take me out, because there's just that natural fear of knowing I am not in this really secure place right now in my life. I don't feel if, when I look around, if it was just dry land everywhere, that would be cool, but I'm looking around, and on both sides of me, there's this wall of water that could bury me. And, and, and we think that way, and it may create fear in us, and it probably does. Yes. But let me tell you this: that wall of water is not there to create fearing you, that wall of water is there to bury the enemy once you exit out and enter that area that God has for you. That's why the wall of water is there. That was a little light that went on a few days ago in my head. It's like, oh, that makes sense, God. Because always, we always want God to remove all the things we think Our obstacles or create fear unsettling in our spirit when he said, no, 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 that's not meant for you. That's meant for the enemy. When you get to that place where I'm taking you and I'm leading you through, just watch me work. Watch me work because that wall of water then becomes what destroys our enemy and it becomes our uh, 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 saving for us. I think that's a pretty good word. Amen? Yeah. God's, God has a destiny for all of us. And some of us are in a place of transition. Some of us are in a place of what we were reading. <laughs> He's doing something new. We're scared of new, aren't we? And a lot of times, I am. I, my wife likes to do more adventurous, like, ah, oh, just take a chance, do this and that. And I'm like, ooh, wait a little bit here. <laughs> But you know, God puts people together that that's good because you're good balance. And, and I'm good with that spirit that she has because it, that's what helps to keep us moving. But we, we have a fear of stepping out out of our comfort zone. Can you imagine? Because God gives us all, in his word, he gives us all of the things, he gives us all the tools, he gives us all of the promises that we would ever need to live life as he has created it for us. But we then take all of those things and we juggle them around to, to, in our mind to put them back, unscramble his promises, and try to figure it out so that we can wrap our little mind around it, right? Oh, I've got it figured out now. Now I know what God's doing. Well, then, if that's the case, then he probably would just blow that plan up and, you know, start a new place because then all of a sudden we lose. Our trust in him begins to, we don't need it. Our faith in him, we don't need it. There there is a river of living water that has never, ever stopped flowing. It's been there since the very beginning when God created and he put man on this earth. There is a river of living water. Mm -hmm. And if we are in a place and I think most of us are, and it's good that we are, in a place of depending on Him, and I would say that's most all the time, right, where we have to depend on Him. If we're in that place, and we know that there is a river of living water, then we better be drinking. (laughs) We better be drinking. We better be going after His Word. We better be seeking Him. We better be drinking that fresh, living water. Because so many times we find ourselves around the polluted pool off to the side because of our frustration and our disenchantment, our, our, you know, we're not content, all of the things. And we just sort of settle for this little pool over here because there's water there, but it's not the fresh living water. So many times we settle for that little off to the side when he says, I have a stream of living water I want you drinking from, but it's going to take you stepping out of a little bit it's going to take you getting in the boat getting out of the boat those kind of things and so many times when we when we dive in off the dock and we're headed to the other side because we we can see it but once we leave the dock then we're like what am i doing and we swim back to the dock because maybe we saw a stingray or we saw whatever and we swim back to the dock when we actually need to go i want to read a couple of scriptures John chapter 7, starting in verse 37, says this. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. It doesn't get better than that. Rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, which would be given to everyone believing in him, but the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. Well, he has done that, and we have been given that Spirit. And he lives in every one of us if we are believers in Christ. That Spirit abides in us. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. That's a powerful spirit. And there's living water that flows from that spirit. And we need to be drinking of that living water. I'm about to do something new. I have already begun. Because that's the part, too. Because we can say, okay, God, okay, I believe you're about to do something new. And he's saying, you may not know this, but I've already begun. I've already begun. I will make a way in the wilderness. I'll make a path. When you're out in the wilderness, it's all trees, and you're lost. You have nowhere to go. You don't know where I'm at. Where, which way do we turn? Start drinking from the living water. Good. And then all of a sudden, things start lining up. Things start lining up. Ephesians chapter 1. 13, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. Listen to this, the Spirit is God's guarantee. How do you like that? A guarantee. I like guarantees, and when God gives a guarantee... It's a guarantee. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Don't miss that part. He deserves all the praise, all the glory. And let's not forget that. He created us to have a relationship with us. We depend on his spirit and his guarantee is that we're going to receive the inheritance that he promised. Ephesians 1, verse 4 through 7. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Before he even formed the world, can you fathom that, that he knew you? He he knew everything about you and he created you and he saw that you were faultless in his eyes because there was a savior (laughs) that made you that way. We depend on him. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. God could not be more happy than having a relationship with you and I. That, he, yeah. It gives him pleasure. He's excited about that. Yes. So we praise God for the glorious grace you talked about this morning. He has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Amen. This is all good Bible. Yeah. And to grab a hold of this and to be able to 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 chew on this and to be able to dive into this, going, man, this is good. God wants us to forget the failures of the past. He wants us to be a witness for Him in our present, and to claim His promises for the future. That's what God really wants. So many times we dwell on the past. We use that to shape who we are now and to form where we're going because our past can do that. When it comes to our shortcomings, why should we remember those and regurgitate them and process them through our brain over and over again when actually God has already forgotten them? Why are we trying to remember stuff that God's forgotten? You say, well, God can't forget. Yes, he can, because His word says he does. When we ask for forgiveness and he forgives our sins, he said, it's as far as the east from the west. They are forgotten. They are remembered no more. Guess who is the only one that remembers them? Us. Come on. Let's bury that stuff. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're a new creation. It's a new day. Behold, I am beginning something new. Something new. Something new. God wants us. He chose us. He redeemed us. Uh Uh-huh, all these good things. He wants us to receive our inheritance. Am I saying good things this morning? Yeah. Those are God things. It's in his word. We've been reading it. God is doing something new, and we need to embrace it by faith. We need to embrace that. Here's the deal. But God, I want details. Here's the deal. God says, no, you don't. Because if you knew all the details, it would paralyze you. (laughs) You know why? Because right now you can think of things that would paralyze you if you knew that they were going to happen, that have already happened in your life, if you knew ahead of time that those were going to happen. How many of you, if you said, God, give me the details of my future, and one of those details, you absolutely said, no way. You're not taking that for me. I'm not going through that tragedy. I'm not getting in that car accident. I'm not having my child walk away from the Lord. And so it paralyzes you into this place where you say, I'm not even leaving my house. Because that's what the enemy would come and do to us. So God knows better. He'll give us bits and pieces of what his plan is. But if he gave you every detail, as human beings, our human nature is, it would paralyze us. Because we in our own strength would not make a decision to do that. Except that God says, trust me. Trust me as you move forward. Take that step. Begin to walk. I've parted the waters. Don't, Don't be fearful of the water. It's not for you. It's for the enemy. Come on, let's start walking. Yes, you're going to go through some challenges because the Bible says that we all are. We're going to go through them, but guess who goes through them with us? Yes. He does. He wa- he, and many times he carries us. Yes. When you talk to people that have had tragic things happen in their life and, and they look back and, and they say, I don't know how I made it except for yeah. God, That's right. except for the goodness of God in my life. We have to walk through these things. We do. As I'm, the musicians come, and we get ready to uh, transition into to. Res- I want to read this scripture one more time. Isaiah forty three nineteen. Put it up on the screen. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already started. Yes. Already started. Already begun. Yes. Do you not see it? Yes. Can you see there's just something? Yes, God, you're doing something. I don't know what it is, but I begin to see it because he's yeah. wanting to tell you that today. He's starting something new today. Mm-hmm. I will make yes. a pathway in the wilderness. Yes. I will yep. make a river in the dry wasteland. Can you grab a hold of that and say, God, your promises are yes and amen in my life. I believe it. I grab a hold of that and I'm going to hang on to that promise and I will not allow the enemy to, to defeat me, to put me down, to, to any longer, to remind me of whatever my past is because when, he, when he, the enemy tries to remind you of your past, you tell him, I'm just going to remind you of your future enemy because guess what? It's not good. Yeah, you're spending your eternity in hell right where you belong and I'm going to be spending mine with Jesus Christ next week we're going to talk about believe the message be the message the question is what is the message and the other question is how can we be the message we'll get there we have a few weeks to go through some things looking forward to that but this morning I just felt like this was a word that God gave to start and we're all in a place in our life every one of us or I believe this word was applicable to your life this morning. And we should be encouraged in that. Let's stand. We're going to sing this song as we close. I would, I would invite you, if, if you're in that place where you say, you know what, I, I've felt like I'm in this kind of this wilderness area or in this desert area, and I, I, yes, I trust God, but I, I really want to solidify my confidence and trust in God this year. I really want to demonstrate to the enemy that he is a loser and he is a liar. Maybe you want to make that bold statement today and maybe altars are open. You can come here or you where you're seated right now, but you just, as we're singing this song, he never fails us. Amen. He, he's a good God. He has good things for us. If you need prayer for anything this morning, healing, anything, salvation is here for you. I'm telling you, there's not a better answer bar none than Jesus Christ who gave his life for you to have eternal life. Whatever your situation, whatever you need, we want to pray for you this morning. Let's sing this song as we're concluding this morning. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast.